Welcome to Watch Over, a podcast devoted to all things Arrow and Elicity. Featuring myself, Jen, aka J Buffy Angel, and me, Kelly, aka Callista Wolf. Be aware we do discuss spoilers and swear now and then, but we will always have fun and you will too. Hey there, Jen. It's so weird because you say it says Maddie. Oh. <laughs> and I'm like, but Maddie's not here. Well, that's just what it shows up as. I know. Maddie's being a little elf today, guys. So we had to let her be. Because it's Christmas. It's Christmas time. Oh my god, I'm so crabby. My sister tested positive for COVID. Oh no. So what does that yeah. mean for your Christmas plans? Well, she's out for Christmas. I yeah, am having in, yeah, I am having Nick's entire so I went to my niece's Christmas concert um on Monday. Mm-hmm. And so I got exposed to my sister. I have the vaccine. But, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, but I have the vaccine, I have the boosters and I got it. So. I know. So I'm freaking it's out. It's really nasty this go around. I know. I'm freaking out because I've got 20 people coming to my house. Like oh, no. Nick's whole family. I just need to not see my sister before holidays because her family gets sick all the time. I just need yeah. to not see her until after the holiday. Be like, really- you know what? It's December. I'll see you at New Year's. Yeah. Like <laughs> until Christmas passes, it's like I need to be on a moratorium of seeing her or her children because they are sick every Thanksgiving, every Christmas. It turns yeah. into this. So yeah. I'm like panicking because I have like 20 people coming to my house on Friday. Well, I pray for your continued so health. I pray I don't have fucking COVID. That would be super <laughs> awesome if the Lord could just do me a solid. Like, I mean, for Jen is, uh, this is like a nightmare. I've we've spent so much money. The house is all decorated. Like, I am flipping out. Yeah. Well, I hope. Well, I hope you don't get. I hope you don't get sick. I really hope I don't get sick. I don't know what we're going to do. Like, they're going to have to go over to Nick's brother's house. will be like, house, oh, well. I'll yeah. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Christmas sucks. Which is just like, seriously, work has been shit. I have been looking forward to this for months. And, of course, this has yeah. to happen. Oh, you know I know. I, mean? I know. That's always the way it is, though, isn't it? I know. It's like, thanks, COVID <laughs> gods or whatever. <laughs> Thank you. For that. How's life? What's new? Well, um, funny coincidence. I was just at the dentist this morning getting the permanent crown for the temporary crown that I was getting yep. the last time we podcasted. That's well, at least it's permanent. You don't have to sit there for another seven hours. <laughs> well, luckily, getting the permanent crown in is easy because they've already like they've got the crown. Your tooth is already dismantled. Right. <laughs> Just pop the temporary off. Pop the little cap off and away. <laughs> stick the new one on, and off you go. Right, you're done. Neat. I didn't even get Novocaine this time, so no, no, numb mouth or anything. Oh, that's very nice. Excellent. Well, now you're all ready for the holidays. You can munch in all your goodies. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Is but it I'm just probably gonna, Yeah. Yeah. Um, around. Like, yeah, I oh. hope we're ready. Everybody keeps asking, like, are you ready for Christmas? And I'm like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. 
We'll, we'll find out, won't we? I need I to love- start wrapping some presents, that's for yeah, sure. Yeah, he has very little, like, involvement in the actual purchasing, but, like, he's my little elf, and then he wraps everything. Yeah, I gotta wrap at least Kyle's presents, so. Yeah, I he's like a, he's like a scary good rapper. Like he's precise. Like he gets the paper to match up. Oh wow! Like he's yeah. Psychotic. I'm not. I'm not terribly precise. I can be, but I just I don't have the patience. Right. But. I'm not precise. I do not have that talent. I'm just like wrap it however and put fifteen thousand pieces of tape on it and call it a day. I just I want to be done. I don't. <laughs> right. I know. I don't want to be. So done like I'll get anymore. all this feedback like. He'll be like, that paper was not, like, optimum for wrapping. Please don't get it again. I'm like, okay, crazy man. <laughs> weirdly psychotic about has, wrapping has paper. wrapping paper opinion. Like, he measures it. It's like, <laughs> did he ever work in gift wrapping? No. How it's does just, he know how to do this? He's an engineer. Yeah. Yeah. Like, they're psycho. Like, their it. brains are, <laughs> like, people can understand. Engineers' brains are wired abnormally. They're a whole different breed of human beings. It's, it's, they are just, it's they're not, no, they're not like the rest of us. It's just like, they literally operate on a different level. I just discovered a giant tin of Reese's peanut butter trees that I forgot I bought like a month ago. Nice. That's always fun when you find candy. You're like, thanks. Thanks, like, candy. I forgot I bought Candy I I was forgetting what I bought Lauren for Christmas. Oh no. Oh don't do that. But like like I was taking things out of her little box. I put it in this little in like a Tupperware or like a bin. And he's pulling things out and I was like, Oh yeah, I got her that. Oh yeah, yeah, I forgot about that. That was cute. Speaking of, I'm hoping I remember the things that I bought for Kyle because not everything have I bought like in the last few weeks. Some of the stuff I bought like before you know the key is you need a centralized location to store it all and i think it's in the centralized location but like i don't know how many like for the last three years it'll be like three months later and i find a present i'm like oh no that can happen (laughs) i ordered so much crap that a pair of gloves showed up and i had asked my mother for she gotten these gloves for my niece and i was like oh those look awesome and i remember looking at them on macy's but i but I didn't think I ordered them. But then they just showed up at my house. Yeah. So I was like, well, clearly I ordered them. I don't remember ordering them. But, like, that could happen. Like, I'm ordering so but much. here they are. What I ordered. <laughs> so, like, I called my mom. Asked me, did, this, did a package show up? Did a package show up? Did a package? What is this freaking package, lady? What did you send me? She's like, oh, gloves. The gloves that you liked. I was like, oh, that explains a lot. Okay. Yeah. All right. But, like, I told like, literally a unicorn could show up. And I'll be like, yeah, that's. I could probably order that. That's is, fine. Is Lauren off yet, or is she still in school this week? She, no, she's off. She's uh, okay. had her last day yesterday. So, oh, nice. My I kids the... are are in finals this week, and they are off on Thursday. That's nice. Lauren is off really early. No one else is like in around <laughs> her is off this early. I'm like, why are you done on a Tuesday? That's weird. That is weird. She's like, I don't question it. I'm just taking my lucky stars and piecing <laughs> out of this business out early. I'm happy to be done. Was your birthday nice? Ooh. Did a nice birthday. Happy birthday. It was a nice birthday. I mean, Vegas is so much better in December than it is. Like, even in March. March wasn't bad. 
But December, yeah. that is the time to go to Vegas. Because it's all sparkly, I bet. I would love it. Well, it's sparkly all the time. This is fucking Vegas. Like, but, but, like, but, like, it's extra sparkly. No, it's not. It's trees. the same amount of sparkly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, should put extra. The thing is, is once something reaches a certain level of sparkly, you can't be more sparkly mm. than that. That sounds like a challenge. I think we can no, do better in Vegas. I'm telling you, that's just Vegas. Uh, <laughs> it's perpetually sparkly. But the nice thing about it is, is that it's cool and you can do things and like things like the Hoover Dam weren't like miserable. Yeah. Like when my, like I told you, when my dad, we took my dad and it was like 300 degrees out, it was hell's inferno. I thought he was going to have a heart attack. We don't do that. We don't do that. That's smart. Those were smart. (laughs) That would, I would not have survived if that had been the case. Smart people, porters. Well done you. But going in December delightful we went to a speakeasy delightful we you know the... i feel like we would have had a lot of fun in the 20s i feel like we didn't know about a lot of the things that were bad in the 20s and so like ignorance yeah. is bliss yeah and there would have been a lot of bliss because there's a lot of of course then like did they have indoor plumbing back then you know how i feel about those things i you know I just don't do well they, in historical... It depends on what you mean by indoor plumbing. Well, see, this is my point, because, like, I don't do well in historically, like, past. Like, I would probably just not be alive, now that I think about it, if I'd be dead. Like, anytime we play that, oh, I wonder what it was like if I would grow up here, grow up here. And my mom always just looks at me, and she's like, you'd be dead. I'm like, thanks. Super cheerful conversation, You're like, mother. that's a nice little wake-up call. I appreciate that. <laughs> thanks. I was very sick like, as a baby to clarify I for people. I don't understand all these people that like romanticize like, oh, the 50s was the best. I'm like, the 50s were not the best. There were a lot of things that we have now that we would have loved to have had in the 50s. Like, this is yeah. not, this is not the, the... I don't remember what we did without Google. Like, time for reference. How did I find things? Like, it's how did I match it? We used a lot of encyclopedias. That and like my dad would handwrite directions for me all the time. No, here's what we well first there was the big giant maps and then but then you my had, dad was Google. You had that little there was this little I don't know if you recall this but there was this book it was like a little spiral bound book. It was called the Thomas Maps, and it would you'd have one for like your city, and you'd find to find an address you'd like look it up in the index and then it would tell you what page and it was like a grid and you'd be like G five. And then you'd like map out how you get there through all the different maps. And like, I remember using that. I did not have one of those. Even if I did have one of those, I wouldn't be able to read it. Like, you have to tell me it's by Walmart. Then I know where I was going. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I very rarely ever needed, like, I, the only time I really remember using one is when we were going to a concert on the side of town that I wasn't familiar with. But, yeah. Like, by the time I was driving, I was the sort of kid that, like, I paid attention where we were going. Like, I knew I the streets. I might not know, like, the street names. You're actually a very good navigator. You did quite well on our little trip. I've always been the navigator. And You're it, when, just really good at it. When Kyle and I were first dating, he did not trust that I was the navigator. He's like, oh, she's just saying. And, like, he'd make the opposite turn from what I'd say to take. And then we'd end up like, No. Oh, it turns out she was right. You know, oh. like, he finally learned to just like learn the hard way. <laughs> Do it. Just trust me. I know where I'm going. Like I I'm get the person that I walk out in a mall. You know how sometimes when you walk yeah. out of a store in a mall, you don't you just know. know. You don't know yeah. if you're supposed to turn left or right. I'd always yeah. know. 
And yeah. Callie's one of those, like, she just knows. You just follow Callie. That's I'm my very, general life I'm rule. very directionally I advantaged. <laughs> yeah. Not, I, know, I know where to go a lot of the time. So I didn't need to use those books, but I remember those books. I didn't use them. I didn't have any. My dad was Google. Google Maps. So, my you father. Know else, you know what else I used to do? This is nerdy. Mm-hmm. This is dumb. So my parents had, like, an atlas. Did your parents ever have atlases? I mean, they might have, but I didn't go about finding me some maps. You were really like, oh, uh, I was a nerd. <laughs> you were like a little bit self-sufficient. But I can remember like laying on the the living room, the family room floor, like my parents watching TV, and, and I would like atlas. take out the U.S. atlas and just like go through and look at the different states and just like see, okay, this road goes from here to here. You know, like I. Wow! Interested in where things were located, like the geography of it, and so wow, my friends would like get into arguments with me. Like I had one friend that was trying to tell me that like Buffalo was south of something that Buffalo was absolutely not south of, (laughs) and I was like, "No, it's not." And she was like, ready to like fight, and I'm like, "Pull out the (laughs) atlas, and we'll see who's right." And I was, of course, right. Do this. Let's do it. (laughs) Awesome. Yeah, nerd. Can we talk about what I really want to talk about? Do. What did you really did want you to get my TikTok message? I was in a dentist chair. What did you say? Well, you sent me a Shannon Doherty TikTok. Oh, yes. Listen, I the did. way this has gripped my attention. Were you a Brenda girl? Did you watch 90210? No, I watched it, but I was like, with a lot of things, unless I'm like really into it, I'm unaffiliated. Mm. I just watch. So, like, you didn't have a preference over Dylan or Brandon? Like, Brandon Walsh, he didn't appeal to me much. Like, it was I a lot. Just, I guess maybe Dylan, no, Brandon, I don't know. I didn't, I... I didn't really, like, I was like, none of these people are terribly appealing to <laughs> me. But I'm interested well, in what they're doing with their lives. Sorry, diaries. Everybody's kind of awful, but you just get you just get used to that behavior, and it's fine. Yeah, um, exactly. You just like okay. I just I go with what the story tells me. Exactly. Uh, the story says this uh, person's bad. They're bad. Exactly. <laughs> I am a passionate Dylan girl. Okay. And I am a passionate Dylan and Brenda. Ooh. I have reasons. So the whole love triangle with Kelly. And yeah, I I agree with that. Kelly. I was more in favor of Dylan and Brenda yes. than I was Kelly and Dylan. Yeah, Kelly and Dylan were super annoying. So, like, hi, cheating. We're just going to be like, that's no big deal. Like, they did Brenda so fucking dirty. And then they, everybody acted like it was her fault. Like, yeah. what? Well, planet. welcome to the 90s, you know. We didn't bat such... an eye at villainizing women who did nothing wrong. Exactly. <sighs> Kelly and Dylan were just wrong. The way the show should have ended, it should have ended with Dylan, because when, when uh, what's his name, left uh, Luke Perry, when he left 90210, it was, it was really good episodes. He ended up getting married to this girl, and she was murdered because her father was a mob boss who killed Jesus. Dylan. It's like some of the best episodes of the entire it sounds intense. Her father killed Dylan's dad, and it's like this very much star-crossed lovers. Anyways, she gets murdered because they put a hit out on Dylan, and they mistook her for him. So he's just like shattered. And then later on, you find out that he's in London with Brenda, and everyone's like, "Okay, Brenda and Dylan are together." 
end of story. That is where the story should end, okay? And do you want to know whose fault it is that it did not end there? I will tell you. I will tell you. Jason fucking Priestley. Of course it was. It's his fault. We go nine years on this freaking show. Kelly and Brandon are together, which they're far superior to Kelly and Dylan, okay? And Priestley decides... Year nine, you know what? I'm gonna peace out like halfway through season nine. See ya. So, like, they had Brandon, Brandon and Kelly get, getting married, and then like they break up at their wedding. It was the most absolute horseshit ending. And then they had to bring back Luke Perry for the last season, and then Kelly ends up with Dylan. It's just the worst. It's the worst. And later on, Jason Priestley was like, Oh, yeah. So, Aaron Spelling really intended it for me and Kelly to end up together. Which I didn't really realize, and I probably should have stuck around for the last season. Like, I hate you. Thanks a lot. Like, everyone's like, Jennifer, this is like 20 years ago. Listen, you guys, I hold on to this stuff, okay? We don't, we we forgive, we forget, but we never let it go. Exactly. I'm a passionate shipper. So, when (laughs) Shannon Doherty got fired from 90210, I was really pissed because I was like, no, because now they screwed up my Brenda and Dylan thing. So... Later on, she gets this, the, the, the gig on Charmed, okay? And everyone's like, it was owned by, I think the WB was owned by, it wasn't owned by Aaron Spelling, but he was a producer. He rehired her. He I don't, basically I don't think he, owned the WB at the time. Yeah, he owned he the was WB. like the showmaker. Exactly. Because <laughs> I think 90210 reruns ran on the WB. Whatever. It's fine. Um, So everyone was like, oh, Aaron Spelling hired Shannon Doherty again. Like, what the heck? I thought she was so awful. And he's like, no, nah, it's cool. So they sell the show on Shannon's name. Correct. It becomes a big hit on the WB. It was bigger than Buffy. I think it got some, I got, it got much better ratings than Buffy. And then like season three, they kill Shannon off. And they're like, she got fired. And like Shannon Doherty said nothing. Like she has said nothing for what? 20 years. Well, homegirl has cancer, really sad. It's spread to her brain, and she's ready to – she started a podcast, okay? So, to me, this podcast is, like – she's just, like, sharing all of her emotions and experience in life. It's kind of, like – like, is she actively kind of dying? Sort of, kind of. Like, she's getting treatment that kind of stuff, but, like, she's going to die from this at some point. She's not going to be able to cure this. So – Girlfriend is burning it to the ground on this podcast. I think, I know. I think the signed uh, NDAs have expired. So it turns out Shannon got fired because Alyssa Milano got her fired. (laughs) Literally, it's literally 90210 again, all over again. Like the other cast members didn't like Shannon Doherty. Like she was showing up late, that kind of stuff. But it's like. When you think about the stuff that men were allowed to get away oh, with yeah. on sets. Oh, such a double standard. Right. I think she had like a one-time brawl with uh, Jenny Garth, but it was whatever. Her and Jenny Garth didn't get along. And I think uh, Tori Spelling and her were kind of friends, but then it was like, you know, it's a girl chick fight stuff, whatever. Anyways, Tori Spelling went to daddy for some reason and got Shannon fired. Well, here's the thing. And the, and this was, was really pervasive in the 90s. And mm-hmm. people are still trying to do it today, but it, it, it doesn't work as well. It doesn't today. fly as well. But yep. they, these industries, these sets, 
like it, it's not just Hollywood, but like for this example, it's Hollywood. Like mm-hmm. the set, even the men on the set will actively pit the women against each other, and it's yes. like, as a form to control those. Yes, women. like the One Tree Hill crew, they talk about this all the time. That that's what they did. They would pit um, Sophia. Yeah, and they're like, "Aren't you of jealous them. of her? Aren't you mad yep. that she's trying mm-hmm. to take you?" Like. They would sit there and they'd, they'd stoke this. And then they'd stand back and go, oh, no, these women don't get along. And it's yeah, like, so it's made like, it this way. Yeah. So, like, Shannon Doherty kind of said in the podcast, listen, yeah, I got the cover of Rolling Stone. And the whole cast got pissed at me because I wasn't like, let's do the whole cast on the like, cover. why would she? Why does she have to do that? She was just like, no, sorry, it's Rolling Stone. I'm not saying no to Rolling Stone. Like, I'm not going to go to Rolling about? Stone with my list of demands. Right, exactly. <laughs> no, you have to include my own cast because it might, you know. But here's the thing. It really wasn't, like, they're like, oh, it's an ensemble. But listen, Girlfriend was probably number one or two on the call I sheet. I remember I'm when sure that Priestley show came one. out, the show was built around her and Jason Priestley. Like, yeah, they were it really wasn't. Everyone was supporting characters. And it was about Brendan, uh, Brendan and, Brill- and Brandon. Like, that was the show. It was yes. family from Minnesota. It was later 100% on, what the show was. Yeah. Later, after Shannon Doherty got fired, then Jenny Garth got promoted to lead. And Jenny Garth was lead for, like, the back half of right. the show. And then, so, like, a lot of people, that's what they remember. But I remember when it began. It was no, Brenda it was, and Brandon. It was it was Jason Priestley and Shannon Doherty's show. Like, I will die on the hill. Like, I remember and I'm sorry, I was there. Anytime anyone's ever like, you know, whatever, I'm like, show me a call, show me the call sheet. <laughs> give me the call sheet. Give call it to sheet, me. don't lie. And people start that shit with like Ian Summerhalder and Paul Wesley, and I'm like, give me the call sheet. Who's number one? Who's number one? Oh, that would be Paul Wesley, Stefan. Thank you very much. You want to know where Ian Summerhalder was at? Three, three bitches, three. So. Anyways, um, so it, <laughs> when she got fired from Charms, everybody's like, oh, Shannon Doherty just being a bitch again. And like, oh, you yeah. know, Aaron's. But that's okay. what they wanted all the public to think. Right. You know, like, that's not what went down. So like there was again, Shannon was like, oh, there's there was all this competitiveness being driven from between her and Alyssa Milano. And what Alyssa Milano was doing that Shannon and Holly Marie Combs, who's the other actress on the show, she was going to the to the set therapist and documenting every single time she felt uncomfortable. No. So then she had all of this documentation and she told the producers, fire Shannon or I'm suing you for a hostile work environment. Wow. And Shannon and Holly were stupid. I mean, I'm sorry. They were stupid. And they were not documenting at the time, they didn't go to the therapist. Well, Alyssa Milano had the experience when he's the boss. Like she knew all these little machinations and politics on on staff. Exactly. So, and I think her mom is like a real momager too. So, <laughs> basically, Holly Marie Combs went into the executive producer and was like, "I'm not doing the show without Shannon." And he was like, "Well, we got pushed into a corner." Alyssa said, "Me or her?" And Alyssa threatened to sue. Is this something familiar to another show that we know? <laughs> We're just going to let that lie there. Yep. And then... Um, it does sound so familiar like, now well, that you mention it. Exactly. Holly was like, well, fuck this. I'm quitting. And he's like, if you quit, we will sue you. Ugh. 
And he said, we will garnish your wages. And she was like, for whatever we are awarded, for whatever whatever money we were going to make off of the other show. And she's like, well, what if I go bake groceries in, like, Idaho? He's like, we will find you in Idaho and garnish your wages. That's disgusting. It was really gross. So she basically was like, there's nothing I can do. And then, like, you notice. All right. So then they brought in Rose McGowan. And who does Rose McGowan hate? She hates Alyssa Milano. Like, if you ever hear Rose McGowan talk about Alyssa Milano, like... No love lost? No. <sighs> not at all. So, literally, Holly and Sh- and Shannon are just, like, letting it fly with Alyssa Milano. And I'm like, this makes so much more sense. And Holly was like, you were really pleasant with her on set. There was no, like, you know... Because Shannon was like, yeah, I remember I directed an episode of her once and, like... She had scheduling conflicts. I worked around that. I was always really nice. But there was this competitiveness because Shannon was the lead. And Alyssa wanted it to be her show. And she's like, well, it's it's three female roles. So, you know, so she she maneuvered Shannon out. Now, Shannon was stupid because she didn't sue. Yeah. She she took too much on the chin. Yeah, I think her her career suffered as a result. Exactly, it really did suffer. She's like, yeah, if I, she's like, looking back, I should have sued. I should have documented and I should have sued. But she got out, she got outmaneuvered, just plain and simple. She just got outmaneuvered. So unfortunate. Unfortunate. So I was like, because she was like, what person? She's like, oh, and then they tried to sell that I quit. And she's like, what person would walk away from a hit TV show that you're making good money on? Yeah, for nothing. And she's like, and I, was really dedicated like holly was like oh yeah she showed up to like fight scenes a day early she always got her wardrobe done like a week early like she was a hard worker and Alyssa just didn't give a shit she was just like collecting a paycheck so that irritated shannon a lot so even in her own book Alyssa milano was like oh a lot of the problems between me and shannon could be attributed to me i was you know feeling competitive and i have some guilt about that like that's what she wrote and, and that's like, all she says for destroying Shannon Doherty's career. I'm like, <laughs> like you like, should at least call her up and like, right? Well, apologize. Shannon was like, the title of Alyssa's book is "Sorry Not Sorry." Okay. So she's like, I'm not, I'm not reading the book because she literally says in the title, "She's not sorry." So I'm not wasting my time. Good for her. I know. I was like, holy shit! So you liked that TikTok, huh? I did. I'm so here for Shannon. Shannon Doherty has some. She's got an edge to her, you know. Yeah. Like she's not like Susie, sweetheart, all the time. But that no, and she never has been. though. yeah, but that doesn't mean you can't work with her. No, and that she's not, and that she's unreasonable. She's just like, she's. She's focused like on other hired, priorities. Like, Aaron Spelling's whole reason for listening to Tori Spelling and why he agreed to fire his female star off the hit TV show is because Shannon cut her hair without asking for permission. Oh, God. Oh, heaven forbid. I mean, <laughs> literally, because oh, no. she came into work, and I remember the episodes because they were, like, some of Brenda's last episodes, and she cut her hair. It looked super cute. And I was, and they were like, oh, my gosh, what did you do? How dare and you they fired her. her. I was like, okay, that's super reasonable. They were really weird about women cutting hair in the 90s. They are. Well, I mean, it was pre-Felicity, but uh, not our Felicity, not Arrow Felicity, but the I knew when you said it, I knew which Carrie Russell. 
because that's the one I had in mind when I thought about then, they were that, weird about women cutting hair. Okay, but here's the deal. In that particular circumstance, I think it was a perfect storm because that particular haircut was awful. Oh, it was horrible. And it was, it was it not really, a haircut. It was the worst haircut. It really didn't do Carrie. Also, who is gorgeous? It really didn't do her. The thing is, is that it felt like she was doing it because she was like, I feel like when you have hair like that, it's it that becomes part of your identity to the public. Yeah. And you're like, you get, I can see where you get frustrated and you'd feel the pressure of it and be like, I'm just going to get rid of it. Well, like, but it never grew like, back the way it used to be. It used to be all curly and fluffy. And now it's like, curly hair is weird. It changes over the years, it especially does. with pregnancies. Like, your whole hair like changes so speaking of anyway. you know like hank green have you ever heard it you've heard of hank green yeah yeah um he had leukemia and had that treated this last year and he's better now and his oh, hair's growing back in and he's like it's coming in curly yeah <laughs> he was like explaining how that happens but like sometimes when you've had cancer treatment like your hair grows back in a different totally way different. Mm-hmm. than it was before you had the treatment and that's yep. like that's crazy like taylor swift talks about it she's lost her curl yeah a lot of her curl as she's gotten older and now she was like i'm sad because i didn't appreciate my curls when i had them and now that i don't have them now i want them back so we're like yep that's the way it goes, way it goes. here taylor swift i have a, yep. i have news for you darling. okay i'm ready i'm ready <laughs> if you ever do have a child your hair might go back to being curly that's how that happens. Really? <laughs> yes. Your hair can be different after you've been pregnant. Well, yeah, that's what happened to my sister. She had like Annie curl and she had her babies and like now her hair is like my hair is curlier than hers. My like, hair pretty- was was like curly when I was real little and then mm-hmm. stick straight. And then I had my babies and now my hair weighs on its own like crazy. Yep. And I'm like, just- it didn't used to do that. No. <laughs> so have Lauren just gave me migraine. She didn't take my curl, thank God. So, speaking of Taylor Swift, yes, yes. Have you heard any of the clips from today's podcast? I have not, but did you see that freaking ring? What ring? The ring he gave her. He gave her a ring. Yeah. What do I know about this, and you don't know about this? Uh-huh. What the heck? What I heard the happening? podcast clips. Of Tom Tom and all I know. You in that dentist chair. Okay, so it was her birthday. Yeah. And someone's walking around with a gargantuan opal ring, which the birthstone's October, which is Travis's birthday month. And then around it are like blue sapphires or whatever the they're blue. Blue topaz. Because it's the December birthstone. That could, what if let's spitball here for a second. What if that is, in fact, an engagement ring? I don't think it's an engagement ring because she's wearing it on her middle finger. But maybe she's not going to move it over until it's public. I just feel like it's not. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love me some opals. But it really didn't have the feel of an engagement ring. It feels more like it's like costume jewelry is a bad word because it's beautiful. But like it feels like (laughs) it's more like a statement ring. It feels more like a left hand ring than a right hand ring. Anyhow, the um the podcast this morning, they were talking about how she was there with Scott, her dad. Yeah. And it was very cute because 
Jason calls him Scott, and Travis is like, yeah, Mr. Swift. <laughs> and I'm like, everybody's like, okay, you're cute. And he, I forget exactly what Travis said about Taylor, like the exact quote, but he said basically like, that's how amazing she is. Yeah. And I'm like, boy, he sounded like so smitten when he said that. And then there was something else. Oh, they were talking about how they like, Gillette Stadium did kind of like a little tribute to Taylor Swift during the game because like it's her favorite stadium. Gillette Stadium loves Taylor Swift and so they like put her up on the super big screen with like welcome to Gillette. Swift, We love her you know and a lot of people cheered but some people booed and Travis is like from where I was standing I can hear a lot of people cheering maybe a few Brad's and Chad's were booing but everybody (laughs) was cheering you know. I'm like, everybody loves that he used her breads and chads. I'm, listen, he fights for her. That's all we want. He defends his girl. That's all we want. He sounded nothing but, like, super proud and super happy about her in the podcast. And it just warmed the little cockles of my heart. I know. It's like, it's like they said in the time, like, in that, it's like, well, how are you doing this, like, as a pub? How are, how are you, like, living your, how's your relationship, like, being handled by having being out in the public or like having it so public and Travis was like well we're not it's not public like we're just we're just out we're in just, the world we like, exist as human beings yeah he's like we just <laughs> go to dinner and there's that's not us living our relationship in the public like we're not like feeding up to it sound like we're doing it on purpose yeah he's like but like when she leaves her apartment she gets her picture taken like that's that's just life and she's just what I love about Taylor is I feel like there's like this all this this new confidence and you know because you hear about so many stars they bitch about the attention like they get super famous and then they bitch about all the attention and the lack of privacy which I agree the paparazzi can be unbelievably intrusive and rude but they almost like make it to be a bigger deal than really like it'll they make it like it they let it control them right and I think Taylor lived that for a little bit with Joe where she let that kind of aspect of it control her you know speaking of the Joe thing I noticed yeah. something I was like listening to a song I forget now and I'm kicking myself I forget what I gotta re-listen to Midnight's because I feel like Midnight's is gonna like now that I, I haven't listened to it since she started dating Travis and I'm like I gotta re-listen to that because I feel like my perspective <laughs> Well, it was this was like a song like off of Evermore Folklore. Like this okay. was this was from back when. And the way she was talking, like a lot of people sit there and say, Oh, but you know, Taylor Swift wanted to be private. Taylor Swift, you know, she that's what she wanted with Joe. But like there was lyrics that were like saying like, Oh, it wasn't folklore evermore. It was it's fucking cruel summer. Oh, it's off a lover. So this is even earlier on. Yeah, and she says, "I don't want to keep secrets just to keep you." Yes. It's always bothered me. Yes, because it's it was such a like a like because cruel summer is such like an upbeat like I'm in love. But when you look at the lyrics, they're like they're not really like no. It's like I don't want to keep secrets just to keep you. It's like that's sound like a person who's super happy with like having a like a I private think this relationship. was probably a struggle they had the entirety of their relationship I, and I think was. 
Yeah. I think COVID just kind of forestalled that because she had to stay home. She had yeah. to be private. She had yeah. to be secluded. But then, like, once COVID was over, she's like, okay, now I'm ready to go out. And he's like, no, we're going to stay in. And she's yeah, like, he always yeah. wanted to, like, hide her. <sighs> yes. And I'm sorry, I really just, I always think, like. It doesn't sit a, well. If she was on the other foot, if the, if the man was the most, the world star, I just don't feel like that would have been that situation. You know I what agree. I mean? I agree. It's like, why do the men get to, you know, it's like, I understand Joe's in the relationship. He gets a vote. But, like. They shouldn't have to have control over how Taylor handles her frame, her fame. Like, because right. remember, it came right off of that Tom Hiddleston thing, which was really. I think there were some stage pap photos with that. Well, I think there were a little bit to it to a degree, and I think it's ex- exactly mirrored by the thing with Maddie Healy. Yeah, they were, they, these men were rebounds. Rebounds. And, and they were really they excited. were to show they were to show people that hey look I'm not hung up on that last relationship right I've I'm moved on, on. yeah and but I yeah. think Hiddleston I mean you just listen to Midnight Rain and that's like I'm sorry that's Hiddleston yeah that's unfortunate so, I, guy. I know <laughs> like a lanky lanky teddy bear of a man he's so a sweetie. he's a sweetie he's a sweetheart <laughs> um, yeah like. Then, like, they, I just remember when they first got together and she, like, goes into hiding. They kept saying, like, all the, like, quotes from the, on, you know, from sources with inside knowledge. They were like, you know, Taylor or Joe has shown Taylor how, you know, how important privacy is and having a more private relationship. But that feels almost like punishment. Yeah. And it was like, I was like, why does Joe, okay. So but here's another thing about that. Because it wasn't like she was all out there on Calvin Harris with like splashing that all over the freaking tabloids. Like well, they posted can, a couple pictures on Instagram. Can we calm down? You know what I mean? Like consider the um the line from her time interview where she said, you know, she was talking about what Kim and Kanye did yeah. and how she left the country. She didn't leave her rental house for six months, whatever it was. Like that's traumatic that was trauma the way she speaks about it now you can tell that it's it's traumatic to her okay yeah it is yeah and then to sit there and act like oh but you need to keep doing that and it's like why are you trying to force her to continue to exist in that same trauma space that she was in then i've got to say when bejeweled came out i was like hmm yeah, exactly. You know, like, Who is I was this like, about? I didn't think they were gonna that, but I, I was like, you know, this sounds like a girl who wants to get back on stage. Well, and also because somebody had said at the time, and I don't know if it was Taylor or some other analysis or something that said like it's not just about leaving the house to go out and party, but it's also about like leaving folklore and Evermore to put out more pop. Like yeah. it's it's got double meaning. Yes, like she still wants to do the pop. Right. She's like, I don't want to just do the moody acoustic. I thought like Folklore and Evermore, like that was going to be the kind of music she writes all the time. Yeah, like, I like, don't know where they rage. got that idea. Yeah, there's rage from people when she came out with Midnight. I'm like, where have you all been? First of all, Taylor never stays in one genre 
Well, and the thing Alba. is, is they couldn't have outed themselves as as new fans who only came on during folklore. More. Yeah, I know. I was like, this sounds like you jumped in on folklore and Evermore, and you're like, you haven't. And you thought, oh, this is how it's going to be from now on. Like, like, start no. at the beginning and work your way through her catalog. It's there's there's be. this moment of fear it's every Taylor Swift fan has when she releases a new album right before you play it the first time. Yeah, you're like, you're like I what is this going to sound like? I know. Because I jumped on board, like, because I had that moment. I jumped on board in 1989. I really liked most of the Red songs, okay? But, like, I wasn't, like, super into Taylor Swift. 1989 was your thing. Yeah, and I was, like, I was having babies when Red came out. Like, I don't know what happened in the year 2007. Someone's going to have to tell me. Um, But 1989, there, she got me. So then when Reputation came out... Like, it, it I didn't really realize the different genres, and I like listened to Reputation, and I was like, "Nope." <laughs> yeah. And then, I mean, there were definitely songs I liked about uh, on it. I know I rap is like everybody's favorite album. I don't well, think it's as I good didn't. As it wasn't my favorite album when it first came out. Like when it, yeah. it first came out, I if I had been asked what my favorite Taylor Swift album, I wasn't even like fully a fan at that point. But if I had oh, been really? asked. I would have said 1989 because Wildest yeah. Dreams and all these other songs right, like right, right. I knew and loved, but like Reputation, my experience with Reputation was largely "Look What You Made Me Do," and I did not like that. Oh, I hated person. that song. I think that I think that was really what that was the first single, and it, I got it. It like, put me on the wrong foot with it. It is like I mean, it's a real it's a real big toss up between that song and Bad Blood. What is her worst song? Wait, <laughs> Here's the thing. I have new respect for Look What You Made Me Do now. Uh, but like I at know. the time, I I was not story, but... I I at the time I was like it was not it was not my thing. And it was only like a year or two later when they were playing Delicate on the radio and I was like this is really good. What's what's this one on? It's on Reputation. It's like maybe I need to listen to Reputation. Because <laughs> until then I wasn't I wasn't giving it any attention. Right. You and know. then she released Delicate. I remember reading a review on Reputation because I hadn't listened to the whole album because I heard, look at what she made me do. And I'm like, nope. again, I was like, oh, <laughs> she's totally changed the way she's doing music now. Okay, I guess my Taylor. Like, I didn't get the different eras. I was, like, not cluing into that. Once, I, once, once like, Lover came out, then I was like, oh, oh, I get it. Okay, we do something different every time. Okay, I'm on board. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Just took a couple albums from you guys to click in. But I remember reading a review about Reputation, and they were like, what's interesting is, like, really what she sewed through the whole album, it's not about some woman looking for revenge. It's about someone falling in love when they're Correct. at their lowest. Yes. It's really a love album. That's, I was like, when when I did my first listen of Reputation, that's when I, <laughs> I, I walked away and I was shocked. I was like, this is a love story. Like, it's a love album. album. I, mean, it's a, it's I totally went back romantic. and I listened to all of it and I was like, oh. And then she releases Delicate and you're like, oh, okay. There's different things here. We just need to look at the whole the whole album. But I got to be honest, look at what she made me do is the worst single she's ever released. Any album, I would say it's the worst lead single. Absolutely, that's what I mean. The worst lead single. No, like, I don't know. Wait not... a minute, I'm not even gonna say that because guess what? Oh no, I can't. I hate it so much. 
Now, there's one I might not like even more. Even oh, though, like, one? I can listen to it. Like, when I say I don't like a Taylor Swift song, I still like it more I mean, than, like, 75% of music out there. You know what? It's like saying it was a bad Arrow episode. Like, we still <laughs> liked it more than any other hour of television <laughs> out there. It just was a piece of shit of for Arrow. Like, that's yeah. so, that's a level with Taylor. Like, so we do when, really I, when I say anything? this, no. when I say this, take this in the spirit of meaning I don't hate this song. Yeah. I just don't like this song. Okay, I'm ready. <laughs> Me. Oh, I hate that song too. <laughs> I don't like it either. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Point, not her best work. And I think that's my problem with Look at What She Made Me Do. I don't have a problem with the music. I have a problem with the lyrics. They're just kind of like, you know, somebody make a comeback and you're like, that was not the burn you think it was. <laughs> I think uh Look what you made me do. Um, I don't even mind the lyrics so much. It's like with me, it's there's something about the music and the lyrics or something. I don't know. Is it an okay song? You know what Evie's favorite song is? What? Look what you made me do. Oh, Evie, we gotta get our girls together and like have a total like intervention. Song was off of 1989 was like uh welcome to new york and i was I like welcome to new york i mean i i like it but like when you're looking no. at the body of work on 1981 love, and she goes no she goes with I, that. You keep you keep your hands off i love welcome to new I, york <laughs> the best song of 1989 it's the best but it's like it's that's my that's my only point it's a good song but it is the best song no, it is not. There are other choices to make is all I would say. But she was like six. So I was like, okay, that's, that's it's, fine. It's a fun song. Here's yeah, the thing. But when, Here's when another thing. Out, she was like 14. And I was like, okay, now this is just a personality problem. <laughs> <laughs> Here's another thing. I saw somebody like, I've seen people do rankings of like the, the, the first songs off of Taylor Swift albums. And, like, yeah. how good they are for that album to be the first song on right. the album. Right. And I saw people ranking Welcome to New York, like, super low. And I'm like, are you are you kidding me? Like, Welcome I to New York like, is the perfect opening song for 1989. It's like, it's like, uh, it's like um, I'm not saying, like, singing-wise, but it's like Adele's Hello. Like, you have to open with Hello. <laughs> like she'll open her every concert. She has said this. She'll open every concert with Hello. Because, like... She can't put it at the end. It's like "Welcome to New York" is like the perfect like. Just like "Ready for It" is perfect for Reputation. Like opening salvo to, and it's totally musically, it's very much in line with what 1989. And how can was. you say it's worse that and "Ready for It" or and worse than "I Forgot That You Existed" on on Lover? Come on. My thing with Reputation is there's this much better song. <laughs> Then look at what she made me do that that gives the same like fuck you that she was looking for. And it's um oh shoot, what is it's my favorite song? What is I did something of? bad. I did something bad. Uh that to me should have been the lead single. I know. Because it's fire. It is fire. But no, seriously. I forgot that you existed is the worst opening song for an album ever. Um, Lover. Is that yeah. on Lover? and it feels kind of petty well it's petty and i don't mind petty taylor but like 
like when it you're writing a song with the rest of the album the also but and also like you're writing a song about this person so clearly you do remember this exactly i'm like you've lost a little but, bit of the power of the statement yes. by singing <laughs> the song again honey it's not the burn you think it is <laughs> Oh, honey, stop. You're embarrassing me. You're embarrassing us. It's like secondhand embarrassment. <laughs> Every now and then Taylor does that, though. Like, She'll do something and you're like, oh, no, no. She's adorably <laughs> awkward in a lot of ways. And you're like, oh, baby girl. No. No, no, babes. Like, it's like that. It's like that for me. Bad blood. Look at what you made me do. Like, those songs lyrically, I'm like, like you know she could do so much better yep and she has she has so you can't really give her a lot of shit and she has said on multiple occasions like she's like like her vote like she doesn't pick the singles like it's not like she's yeah. the one who gets the she's like there's a lot that goes into single releases that are outside of my control somebody sat down around a table and was ran like, some numbers look you what know. you made me do perfect song to <laughs> exactly like that's like all too well i think it's such a big deal to her because like that was her favorite song on the album and it was ours too and it was everybody else's it was the fans so we really made it the lead single off of red without her ever releasing it which is why in that in like in a single format so and again like cruel summer like how do you how do you sleep on a bop like, of Cruel Summer? Well, it was supposed to be out the summer of 2020. Like they there was a plan that that was going to be the big oh, single you're that right. summer. Yeah, they, she well, she wasn't doing like a big tour, right? She was just doing she was like, doing the Lover Fest. Yeah, the Lover Fest. Yeah, that's right. And then it got canceled, and then we went into folklore and But here's the thing: everybody talks about how like oh, summer 2020 was supposed to be Cruel Summer. I don't know if I've imagined this, like if this is a real memory, but I swear I can remember driving around and hearing Cruel Summer on Sirius XM the summer. I think you imagined it. It wasn't released. I, I swear to God I heard it. Because I remember thinking it's Spotify. supposed to be the next single, but then like right after I was hearing it on the radio, she dropped Folklore. Okay, well tweet us. And then it stopped. Remembered- summer in 2020 because i don't remember it but like also i think a lot of us have blocked out 2020 those are the dark ages you know what 2020 i i somebody gave me a dirty look at when i said this was but like there's some things about like the quarantine the early pandemic that like i kind of liked well girl you're the most introvert of introverts (laughs) i enjoyed that like when i did leave home there wasn't that many people out I enjoyed. You don't like people, Gallic. Like there was no traffic anywhere. Yep. There yep. was. It was all cozy because it, we were all at home together. Like there's definitely like, you know, there were aspects of it. Like life was slower. People were with their families more. Sometimes that was a good thing. Sometimes that was a bad thing for people. Yeah, it does depend on the family. It just depends on the. <laughs> like Lauren and Nick, who are absolute extroverts in every sense of the world oh (laughs) god and lauren being an only child oh no like it was rough (laughs) on her i'm like we had to like basically quarantine with one of our neighbors so she would have somebody to like hang with so they were like they could do homework together and kind of stuff so we found her a single person but like she really was having a hard time and nick Nick finished our basement. I had, I like, I anticipated his psychoticness because I was like, if they're going to make him stay home and he doesn't have anything else to do, he will, will be divorced by 
like, he will drive me straight to crazy town. So I told him, I was like, we should finish the basement. And that kept him going. That took him a really long time. It kept him going all through quarantine. It was great. So, you know, it just costs me $85. Whatever. I can't take it with you. You're like, oh, Nick's little hobby. Just a quick 80 grand. Whatever. <laughs> Which actually for finishing a basement was a good price. That isn't and bad. It's not bad. It's not bad. But yeah, no, there are definitely, like, I'm an introvert, like, by nature. I'm an introverted extrovert. I can be extroverted when needed, but I primarily just want to shun. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a good, I can fake it, but not for you're extended not periods of time. It. Like, you have, uh, your, we call it the introvert wall. Yeah, you get a wall. I can do it for a limited amount of time, and then I'm yeah. Right, and there. like when Callie hits her introvert wall, Callie's done. There's no talking to Callie anymore. You have to take her home because she'd be done. She's tired. So <laughs> the like, battery done like running. My dad's like that. I get like that. I'm like, okay, I don't want to be here. Lauren will call us. We'll tell her her her. We'll tell her her curfew is like midnight. I should call at like ten, and she'll say, "I'm coming home from a party." <laughs> And we're like, we're, Nick and I were like, you can stay there longer. She's like, yeah, I don't want to. I'm tired. There. <laughs> okay. Good for so, her. It is. It's good for her. Lauren marches at the feet of her own drum. It's good. It's all good. <sighs> I might have to try to start watching some Arrow again, though, Callie. Oh, God, why? I miss. Oh, you know what I was rewatching? No, tell me. I've been re I rewatched me some Buffy. I I rewatched a lot of season two and three because I missed Angel. <laughs> it was a good show. I'm still like irrationally upset that like Angel doesn't become human at the end of his series. Like that makes me so mad. They should have ended up together. And I'm rewatching Breaking Bad because I remember almost none of it. We've I've recently rewatched that with Liam I think I remember telling you um yeah it's so and good it was probably like the fourth or fifth time I've I've rewatched it but every single time I watch it I have less and less patience for Walt oh it's like the second time around you're like <sighs> he was his own worst enemy like he, but he was also like he's the boomeriest boomer yeah like he and and Jesse's this millennial, and it was like their their struggle against one another was like boomer versus millennial. I just love when Jesse says, "I'm the bad guy," and he's so broken because Jesse's the good one. You yep. know what I mean? And it's Walt who is the bad guy. He Walt, is the bad guy, and Walt is like, the worst. He's the worst. And like by the time you get to season five, you're just like, "Oh my god, he's gone straight to like like mustache twirling villainy level." <laughs> So it's like, I forgot all that part because, like, then his comeuppance at the end of season five is like so satisfying. So I'm looking forward to like having that happen. <laughs> he's just the absolute worst. I feel like they did an abrupt shift on Skylar though. Cause, like, okay, she's all on board. We're doing the car wash. Then she's like, oh, basically. Fring is going to kill Walt. She's freaking out. Walt's going to die. There's a hit out on Hank. She wants Walt to stay at Hank's house. She's all worried about Walt. What about Walt? And then Walt, like, survives. And he's killed Fring. And so, like, she's like, oh, okay. And then like, she's, like, all of a sudden this, like, flips the switch in her where she's, like, terrified of him. Yeah. 
But like, I think she didn't ever think he was going to kill somebody. Like, I think that was her. Yeah, that's fair. She really lie. doesn't know about any of the other murders because all he does is lie. Yeah, he's she doesn't really know liar. what else he'd done before then. He's but like, the this ma- was the first time she really saw like. Oh, yeah, that's fair. I kind of forget yeah. that. Well, and, like, <laughs> the manipulation of Jesse. Oh man, is a masterclass. It's it's unconscionable. Oh, it's just like. That kid, that poor kid, it's just, it's such a good show. So, yeah, I took a little break from Sons of Anarchy. Sons of Anarchy is a little slow in the early part of the season, and I needed something that was, like, clipping through when I was doing my running. So I switched to Breaking Bad. But once I'm done with Breaking Bad, I'll go back to Sons of Anarchy. Sons of Anarchy can be a little tough. Just let me know when, when Jackson and Opie go to prison. Oh, they're headed there. Okay. Things oh, are going to heat up. I knew it was going to be a bad idea. Mm. Opie, just stay home. Just stay home, Opie. Yep. Oh. Let me know. Okay. You'll know when you get there, and then you'll text me and be like, no. That's the actor from the, the, the football movie with Denzel Washington. Yes. I loved that guy. He's, he's pretty He's enormous. He is pretty big. He's like six five. It's crazy. Okay. Well, <laughs> I have to go back to work. Yeah. Fun. Sorry. I appreciate everyone listening to my Shannon Doherty. <laughs> oh, it was entertaining. It was very important to me that we get this clear. Shannon Doherty is in the right. Yes, Justice she did nothing wrong. Shannon. Justice Down for Shannon. With, Down with Alyssa Milano. I feel like there's a lot of people in this country that would be happy with that. Yeah, I think you're right. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll have another podcast next week. I'm on vacation, so. Okie dokie. Okay, talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us this week. Be sure to listen next week. Subscribe to Watch Over on iTunes or Google Play and look us up on Twitter and Tumblr. Bye. Bye.